is that guy. Yo, damn well who I am. Who the fuck is that? Come here, shut up. Don't fucking fight me, me. We got the remedy. Motherfucker, I am boxing. For everything that's going on, we're getting no time. Guy comes up off the damn fight. Big dude, wanna fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I'm not being a greatest. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast. Hey, we're back. I told you guys we're gonna be here for the next couple weeks, giving you this hard-hitting opinions and boxing rants and ramble of the beautiful sport, the sweet science. I am your host, Whiskey J. Tonight, we're gonna talk about Earl Spence's domination of Mikey Garcia. Is he back? Did we get our did we get our answers or did we leave with more questions to be asked? We'll talk about that. Crawford in attendance and the Spence fans harassing him. We're going to talk about the heavyweight fight this weekend as Anthony Joshua returns back to the ring to face Pulev. And a couple of boxing topics here and there that we might talk about or may not talk about depending about our co-host. So ladies and gentlemen, you guys know who I'm about to, who I'm about to introduce. He's the man He's the myth. He's the Sacramento bad boy himself. B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. I was born right. And soon to be two time. Guess of the year. <laughs> I, I had to say that since you did mention, I believe next week, the voting starts. So yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, anybody who listens to the Rambling Alcoholics podcast, this Friday we'll be announcing the brackets of the who will be facing who. And next week we'll have the voting to have it. So the winner of the of the brackets of the Rambling bracket will have to face the reigning champ, B-Ray, in the finals. So mm-hmm. tune in this Friday as we're going to announce who will face who. And, the and of course, the winner would go against B-Ray. Fucking A. Single elimination. Baby, how have you been? <laughs> Very good, very good, good. Uh, last week was pretty good, so this work week kind of slow, but just very glad we're very close to now this weekend coming up. This week went this uh, this week went by pretty quick. As I was talking to my wife before yeah. I started the show, this week went this week went by pretty quick, especially for me, um, as uh, work is picking up for me. Um, you know, thankfully, and yeah, uh, I've taken a new projects um, here in the ah, rambling, yeah. in the yeah. rambling network. So I've been busy this whole week. But not busy enough that I'm not going to sit here and talk boxing with you. Ah, is that so? That's right, dude. I made time. I, <laughs> yeah. made, I made time for this. I even had time to talk to a mother who I haven't spoken to in two weeks. She thought I got COVID. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, she thought I got COVID. So Really? That got COVID? Oh, okay. Yeah, that well, conversation. Well, good thing you that, don't. No, no. Good thing I don't. But that conversation went pretty good. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're good. Everything else good. Everything's good, man. Really, and uh, you know, with with uh, everyone knows what's going on in the world. So yeah, we're just on lockdown. So it's just bullshit, bullshit. And uh, of course, anyone that uh, didn't hear, I'm pretty sure y'all Friday fans, man. Debo, um, tiny, what's his name? Tiny, something like that. But anyways, that's a piece of the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, I just learned that just what 30 minutes ago, man. Just get home and. Fucking sucks, man. This just sucks balls, but well, what can we do? Just move, you know, we gotta just move forward. Yeah, so his name was Tommy Tiny Lister. 
Tiny Lister. Yep. Indicted age I know. 62. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know some wrestling fans know him for that movie he did with Hogan, No Holes Barred, back in 88, 89. <laughs> yeah. As Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen that movie, though, but I've heard about that. Well, maybe you should. Maybe I should. <laughs> maybe you should. All right, man. Let's get into it. I'm assuming the fans don't give a fuck about what we're gonna talk, what we're talking about right now. They won't. They <laughs> they waited. They waited almost a week for us to get in here and talk about some boxing. Yep. So, oh yeah. I, uh, I know we said we might talk about Spence, but I want to hit on something real quick. Yeah. Uh, I talked to B Ray about this on a text, and he blew me off. So maybe he won't blow you guys off if we talk about it. It was announced, <laughs> B Ray, that we got the mega fight. We have YouTube sensation Logan Paul. Oh fuck. Versus. Many people regard, and you know, I'm I don't know about now, but TVE, the best ever, Floyd Money Mayweather are gonna box an exhibition fight. What's your take on that, B Ray? You know, I, this is what I'm gonna say the most, which I give him credit. I love this idea. This is the idea I fucking love. Did you see of how um they're charging the pay per view price? You know how they're charging the pay per view. Yeah, they're charging. So how, how they doing? I think it's what twenty four bucks for the first if you order it now. I think this couple first weeks. million. Yep, the first million buys I read twenty five. After that, I think it's uh, forty mm-hmm. and then fifty something like that. And then I think by the fourth million buy, uh, I think it ends up by paying you. You, you end up paying seventy. That I kind of like. I told some people I I don't like the idea, but the way they did with pay per views, right? The prices. I fucking love that I go because that makes people want to like buy it, right? Like in a way, especially if they're interested, right? Um, sadly, they are. They're gonna be they're they're gonna be getting it. They're like, oh shit, I gotta get this twenty five dollar deal. Well, the fight's taking place uh, February. I'm sorry, February twentieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the site has not been determined yet. But no. uh, let me go right now, quick. Okay, so here you go, be right. Oh damn, hold on. All right. So right, you're right, B-Ray. Early pricing is twenty four ninety nine for the first million pay per view sold. Okay. Uh, after a million, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Starting December twenty ninth. So ba- okay, here you go, fans. Fans. Um. Oh, on. okay. Let me, let me tweak this a little bit. Let me tweak this. Hello, test test. All right, cool. <clears throat> here we go. Here's a pay per view pricing, fans. Whoever gives a shit about it, I'm assuming everyone just tuned out when we said Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather. So. All right. The early pricing for the first mill is twenty four ninety nine, B-Ray. Uh-huh. After after the first the first million, it's gonna be thirty nine ninety nine. Rounded up to forty. Okay, forty. Yep. After December 29th, you have to pay sixty dollars. Okay. After February eleventh, you're gonna have to pay. Uh, fuck! I lost it now. Sixty dollars. There you go. Sixty bucks. God damn it! Fucking Floyd's page threw me out. <laughs> Floyd fucking money Mayweather threw me out. Probably knows we're gonna be talking shit, especially me. Yeah, oh, mom, sorry, sorry. $69.99 after February. There we go. So that's what's going on. So it's a exhibition fight, and right here it says, uh, "Watch undefeated, twelve-time five-division boxing superstar Floyd Mayweather fight social media sensation Logan Paul live in special exhibition pay-per-view match only on Fan Meal Boxing." B-Ray. <sighs> We we entertained this in the early goings of our this inception of this podcast when we entertained the McGregor Mayweather fight. You know, me, me and you, we critiqued it, we criticized it, we we gave it the attention I think they were looking for. Regardless, you know, the, there's no such thing as bad uh, bad 
publicity. Goddamn, bad publicity. Thank you. I'm sorry. I was about to say um, that's what the rambling started with. Thank you. I was a shtick. Remember that? Yep. Still a shtick. Um, but Floyd Mayweather's done that. That's always been his. That that's been his shtick originally. That there's no such thing as bad publicity. He did it with the Mayweather McGregor fight, but uh, I feel with when he fought that one poor kid who weighed like what 130 pounds. Oh. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, in Japan. Right? It, it Japan. was. It was just. How can I say it? It was just uh, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, if someone's willing yeah, to, wait a minute. If anybody's willing to pay you for that money, go ahead. Like I said it last time, if someone's gonna pay you for it, fucking go make your money. Go make your money. Now. I mean, that's what he's doing. You're yeah. making your money. Anybody that wants to sit here and legitimize this as a real boxing match and not call it what it is, which is a circus fight. If you're going to sit here and argue with me and tell me this is a real fight for Floyd Mayweather, and I'm saying this because I've been reading the forums and I know, and then I know the, our fans are like, why are you reading the forums? They're not educated boxing fans. They're just no. Logan Paul morons who follow him. Yep. Or people who likes to instigate shit. But I've been reading, oh man, Floyd's in trouble. Logan Paul, Logan Paul's gonna put up Logan Paul's gonna put some gloves on him. You know, he's gonna touch him up. He's gonna outweigh him. Logan Paul's gonna, you know, he's probably gonna get a lucky shot on Floyd. Anybody who doesn't know Floyd Mayweather or hasn't, I'm sorry, not known anybody who hasn't followed Floyd Mayweather's career since the inception of Money Mayweather knows Floyd doesn't go in the ring. Unless he knows he's gonna win. Exactly. Floyd does Floyd the way Floyd fights is the way Floyd conducts himself as a businessman. Calculating. Everything has a purpose to it. So everyone that says, Oh, you know, Logan Paul's a 200, 200 plus pound man. He's not gonna come down to Floyd's weight. Floyd's gonna have to gain weight. And Floyd looked like shit against May McGregor. Imagine what Logan, uh, a guy who's gonna outweigh him by a hundred pounds is gonna do to him. Logan Paul is not a professional fighter. He is not a 12-time world champion in five different weight classes. He's you guys asked me, but I know the YouTuber. No, um, a video game YouTuber. It's even more ridiculous. Uh, I think... Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to entertain it because I know people... People, I know the people are going to be like, why are you entertaining? I'm entertaining it because I want to educate the boxing fans. The, the fans, they're listening in because I said Logan Paul's name. This is yeah. not a fight. This is a, a circus fight. Logan Paul knows he has no shot. Unless Logan Paul decides to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to elbow him. I'm going to cheat. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to turn this into a WWE event. Then he then there might be your money. You might get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go in, it's basically going to be Floyd Mayweather walking down a 200-pound man. That's what it's going to be. Now, is Floyd going to train for this fight? Not really. He's still going to spank that ass. I think he's going to chill even more than when he did when he trained for McGregor. Oh, yeah. I don't, we don't even know how many fucking rounds is going to go. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. We don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't know what rounds... If there's gonna be a two minute or a three minute round, yeah, I don't know. The vector's exhibition means no one's gonna fucking sanction this. 
Exactly. <laughs> so here's Dana White, and we're going to move on because I really don't want to get angry about this episode. Dana White. I agree, on- by the way, what he had to say. Go ahead. Dana White on Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, and I quote, when people ask me what's the state of boxing right now, that's where it's at. Didn't that kid get beat the fuck? Didn't get beat by the fucking video game? A video game kid from England? And now he's going against Floyd Mayweather? End quote. Again, circus fight. This fight is not serious. The fact that I'm I'm covering it on this show is just because I know the Logan Paul fans are everywhere. I mean, when we critiqued Logan Paul on this show, I believe me or not, believe it or not, fans, we had the Logan Paul contingency saying Logan Paul and KSI brought more attention to boxing than any popular boxer to date. That we should be you, thankful. Yeah. Do you remember that fucking kid? He wrote that on the on our comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wrote that. <laughs> yeah. You don't know nothing. He goes, you need to get your shit together. And the fact that I have a boxing page and you're just a keyboard warrior behind something <laughs> says a lot, kid. This is what the people were demanding. I think he said something like that. People were demanding KSI versus Logan Paul. <laughs> and that we should be thankful that they decided to fight in a boxing match because boxing needs these type of stars. No, yeah, we like don't. They needed so no, no. No, no, we don't. No. Um, you morons that are going to pay $24.99. Uh, I, I don't even know the price anymore, but you morons that pay for this deserve to be called morons. Uh, any boxing fan, any JMB or boxing fan that orders it, I don't want to say anymore because I don't want to lose fans. But <laughs> no, you fall in a certain criteria now in this podcast if I find out that you guys ordered this fight. Yeah, I agree. Basically, I mean... You do that, I don't know what to tell you, man. I know we're I know we're in a pandemic. I know we're looking for something entertaining. But why entertain this? And the, the fact that Floyd knows that we're gonna entertain is the floor the fact that Floyd knows that people like us are talking about it on this show. People like uh, uh boxing ego, Ellie setback, the boxing voice, Dante's boxing nation, everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're entertaining it. We just, I mean, we just basically gave this guy free publicity right now on this show, talking about it for the last couple of minutes. He's achieved it. The man is good at what he does. He's achieved what he's achieved. The mission, getting the word out there. One, one, one little post on his page got the whole boxing world talking about this right now. So when people goes TBE, I, I mean, is he is he the best fighter in the world? I think he's in the I think he's in the top ten, folks. And oh, I, for sure. I know I got a lot of people rolling their eyes when I said that. He's in the top 10. Like, whether you like it or, or not, he's in the top 10 best fighters of all time. Defensively, one of the best fighters of all time. Yeah. But I think when he said the best ever, the best ever to do it outside the ring. Give there was anybody in the world that was able to monetize himself as an ATM machine is this fighter. Yeah. At the age of what is he's in the mid forties now? Oh yeah, he'd be forty. Let's see, he'd be forty four. Shit. At age forty four, you still got be forty four. The boxing game, waiting to see what the fuck you're gonna do. 
This guy flipped it all. Now, people can say, well, he, he left boxing in a bad state. No, 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 no. We left boxing in a bad state by allowing fighters to think the Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> by allowing <laughs> fighters to think they're the next Floyd Mayweather. There's only, like, Roy sang it to Ricky Haddad, and it was true. There was only one Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> there's only one Floyd Mayweather. And I know people are like, you're a dick diver. No, no, I'm, t- I'm speaking facts. There's only one fucking Floyd Mayweather. You know, call me a flomo, call me whatever you want. You mm-hmm. know it's true. There's only one Floyd Mayweather. So when he says TBE, I don't think he's the best fighter in the world. I think he's the best businessman that's been able to monetize the sport the, to his favor. Because boxing for so long has, has been a, a almost like a pimp and whore business where the promoters pimp the fighters out until they're done and they find the new whore. Floyd flipped it over and hoard the networks and hoard the promoters for his favor and hoard the fans to pour out money for him. At the end of the day, let, let I'm gonna say this and be right, stop me and interrupt me if you want, and we'll change the subject here. But let's be honest, <laughs> every guy, every woman and child and man who bought a pay-per-view for the last 10 years and felt that Floyd was gonna lose, guess what? After the fight was over, did you feel disgusted? Did you feel like a whore that just paid out? <laughs> Yes. I, you know what? You, you're what? right. I, I, you're the, we were the tricks and he was the John. Yep. No, we were the John. He was Drake. Yeah. He fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. We were hustled. We were bamboozled for 10 years by this man. And we still are. So when he says TBE, don't get it twisted when I say he's, that he's better than Ali, better than uh, Leonard, better than Robinson, better than Willie Pep. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the man was is a good businessman. That the fact that he can still hold, he can still get us to shell out money. Not me, not me. I'm not shelling out my money. <laughs> Fuck no. Me either, man. I'm Fuck not doing no. that shit. I'm not shelling out my money for this. But for the morons that are gonna shell out the money. And then still get on Twitter, get on Instagram, and shit on other people going, oh, fuck, man. These fuckers only care about his money. Yeah, because your dumb ass is paying for a fucking Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather. You're you're feeding the beast. You're feeding the narrative that these fighters can think, oh, fuck. If Floyd can hustle these fucking morons into a, into a $70 pay-per-view against a YouTube star, then I can drag this fucking fight and marinate it as long as I can. As long as we keep buying into these circus fucking fights, as long as we keep doing that, I don't want to hear no one complaining that why these fights aren't happening. People, oh, Floyd left boxing in a bad state. No, we left boxing in a bad state by allowing these fighters, Spence, Canelo, everybody. I'm I'm putting everyone on blast here. Allowing them to think they're the next fucking Mayweather and they think they they can demand the public. Demand, right? They can tell the public Mm -hmm. when the fuck we want this fight. They can tell the public how much we should pay for them. Floyd did. Floyd left. Floyd still fighting. Floyd left. Floyd comes back when the fuck he wants, and we still shell out the money for him. These other fighters are do only following what the fucking leader does. We don't have to do it, but we're doing it. Yeah. So that's what I gotta say about that. You know, I, I think Max Kellerman did say something like that on uh, first take. He did say something like that. TBE. Yeah, you're right. In, in a way like that. Yeah, he was smart doing business like that. He chose the other route were I guess the unpopular route where they, they want to see fighters take risks, take punishment and give them a good show. Floyd was like, no, I want to take less punishment, leave with a lot of money and leave, you know, with, uh, with my mind, you know, clear, you know, but sane, not damaged 
And of course, he goes in, hearing things like this about Logan Paul. Of course, he's going to take it. He goes because once he saw there's a lot of money into it, into it, he's going to go for it. And and I agree with some people saying he he has a right to choose, you know, fight whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck he wants to do. I agree, but at the same fucking time, as a huge boxing fan, this is a fucking joke. And you're right. I, I I'm not going to go forever going on rant. I'm just simply going to say. Uh, I think they think this is stupid, and for sure, don't expect me to put my money into this. Do I don't you, even want to pay for a dollar. You just said it right now, and I think I'll say it, I'll reiterate this one. And move yeah, on yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You said that he has the right to choose who the fuck he wants to fight. We as mm-hmm. boxing fans, we as casual fans, have the right not to buy the fucking fight. Exactly. That's simple as that. Simple as exactly. See, that's what. Uh, yep. Floyd wants. To, that's fine. I think that if we want to stop Floyd doing these fucking circus fights, we stop buying into the shit. Yep. Unless he's gonna strap up and fight Crawford, Spence, or anybody of the fucking welterweight division, then we'll then we'll fucking donate to your fucking to your next exactly. uh, Bugatti, your next fucking uh, garage full of cars. Other than that, you know the collection plate. You, Our, you're, if uh-huh. you're passing the collection plate this way, Floyd, I'm passing through. I'm passing it and, on. I ain't fucking donating. Yeah. Shit. And I had a quick conversation with Prent, our big fan. You know, he messaged me about it, and we both agreed it was just all money and interest. So it's a simple, I'm not buying into that shit. Nope. He wants to do it, go ahead. Don't expect me to get into it. Buy the fucking product. Nope. Not buying that shit. Let's move on. Move on, yep. <clears throat> so five days ago, we didn't report this because we did the episode before. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Gerald Big Baby Miller suspended for two years by the Nevada <laughs> State <laughs> Athletic Commission. It says baby, big baby Miller has been suspended for two years by the Nevada Commission due to the positive drug test. He can qualify for a six-month reduction if he completes a treatment course. B-Ray, <sighs> what can we say about big baby Miller that hasn't already been said um, by every boxing fan? <laughs> Didn't Bob Aaron say something about him? Um, I, was looking, was, I was trying to did look. Did he hurt? I forget. I think it was both. I'm, not, I'm trying to find it. I can't find, I can't find it. But if, you, if I remember, they if I can sum it up, they're basically saying, what a dumb fuck. Literally. Well, what was the last time you ever heard somebody got suspended he, for two years? Didn't he say that he tested positive because of the uh, boner pills? Uh, Yeah, was it him? I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was blaming the boner pills. Like, oh, it was boner pills. <laughs> Jesus. I do remember hearing that joke. <laughs> Oh, 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 okay, my bad. I thought it was something. Boner pills, huh? Yeah, this is pathetic. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find if it was him. Yeah, I swear it was Bob. Uh, maybe he said something, but yeah, it, if I remember, it, it, that was the way to sum it up. Is what a dumb fuck. Okay, and I've so also I, been thinking. I think it was Bob. Aram. I'm looking at it right now. Bob Aram on PD suspension. How fucking stupid can you be? And this is there like, you go. Uh, report on boxing scene. Tomping chairman decided to give him another chance after much difficulty finalizing a deal. One, Aram nearly walked away in January. He signed Miller even over the objection of others in the company. When Miller tested positive yet again for the banned substance, a GW1516 ahead of his first fight under the new top rank deal, which was scheduled to headline ESPN July 9th against Jerry Foster inside the wow. center at the MGM. Aram said he was rather surprised and disgusted. Quote, Miller was suspended for two years. Da, 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 da. During a recent interview in boxing, Aram did not hold back in explaining his thoughts on the situation. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And I quote, I, 
not pissed, but I just couldn't believe it. Aram said to boxing scene. I mean, how fucking stupid can you be? End quote. Aram said he has not yet spoken personally to Miller, but describes his feelings over the situation as, and I quote, utter disgusted based on his stupidity. End quote. Aram said he and some of his staff plan to speak soon with Miller and his team about their next step. While Miller suspended for two years, he could be eligible to fight sooner, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be take, talking to us. He wanted to fly to Vegas to meet with us, but with the whole COVID, I don't want any people in the office, Aram said. Wow. Um, so we're going to do a Zoom call as soon as next week about what we want to do with him in the future. If anything, what he wants to do, discuss the whole, whole, the whole thing. So I guess Aram's still going to promote him, but I'm assuming Aram's not. I think Aram's going to feed him to the beast. Yeah, I think so too. Aram said, I'm not interested in hearing any excuses. If he thought it was a sex, even if he thought it was a sex drug. So this guy was the one that said it was the boner pill that tested positive. Yeah, boner pill? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. How stupid can you be? Even if he thought he was just using it for sex, you just don't put anything in your body that has a drug in it without getting it approved. End quote. Aram said that he. He would talk to top rank president Todd DeBuff and vice president Carl Moretti to get their opinions about what to do with Miller. I need to talk to Carl and Todd about, uh, but at this point, I haven't really given him much thought. Aram said, I would be, I wouldn't be a party part, uh, party if it wouldn't be certainly SPM wouldn't televise it. Okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. So, going something else, so Bob Aram basically <laughs> kind of like, uh, I guess I'll talk to him and he's kind of fucking stupid. Kind of mentality. I don't want your excuse. What do you think, B Ray? Is this a, is this a salvageable career? I mean, you popped twice in a yeah. row. In a row, this it's not like he came back and fought, and then he popped again. This was like he was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua. Yep, for the heavyweight Garden. title, Mansquare Garden. It was a big fight for him. Test positive what three weeks before, four weeks before the fight. Uh, yeah, right. Or yeah, like three weeks, maybe four, six weeks. Five, yeah, five weeks. six weeks before the fight. Test yeah. positive for a banned substance. Suspended. Comes back, signs a, signs a, a deal with ESPN and top rank. Hey, fuck it. Matchroom took, threw him out. Fuck it. Um, Bob Aaron will take him. First <laughs> fight back from his suspension <laughs> from a, a failed drug test, B-Ray. Failed drug yep. test. Mm-hmm. I think it was again five, like four or five weeks before the fight, test positive yeah. again <laughs> for a banned substance. <clears throat> this time, oh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind back. The first time he said he was drugged, he wasn't aware what the fuck they were giving him. They were just telling him to drink and he was drinking it. Wow. Again, he was blaming his team. He's saying he should have been more conscious about what he was putting in his system. Again, this is a statement that he said. Do not quote me word for word verbatim by it. He said that he shouldn't have trusted the people that were giving him stuff to ingest. <laughs> you would think you would learn your lesson the first time. The first fucking time, yep. No, no, no. I guess one day Big Baby Miller was horny and he was going to go visit her girl. They said, you know, I'm going to go to 7-Eleven. I'm going to go buy something to drink. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I want to give this girl a nice, nice good pound. And I want to last long. Oh, look at this black rhino pill. How much for that, sir? <laughs> give me one. Let me ingest this rhino pill. And let me go give him. Let me go rock this girl's. Let me go rock this girl. Let me rock out with my cock out with this girl. And then, you know, you saw it comes a knocking 
or whoever came to knock and test you and you, and you pop again and you're like and you're scratching your head going how the fuck did i pop again what did i do i know that boner pill i popped a couple weeks ago it's still in my system the boner <laughs> pill it was boner pills that I, I didn't i didn't know it was boner pills i fucking drank and ingested they made me test positive for this gw1516 drug it was boner pills this is <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous at the highest level. You're in a professional athlete. At the best, you are one of the what top ten heavyweights in the world. You yeah. were in line for the heavyweight championship of the world. You were in talks about five fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. You popped the first time. Okay, whatever. People make mistakes. You pop a second time. You gotta be fucking stupid is basically what Aram said and I gotta agree with Bob really really fucking stupid you gotta be fucking stupid that's too you just wasted two good fucking years that's one of the things I keep uh, just saying to myself like you wasted two good fucking years dude and I feel like it's just not it's I think to me I, I don't know if it's like it's fucked up to say already but it's he's just done already man just done think so I think so how old is he, by the way? I'm a, I was about to look that up, B. Ray. Okay, but I mean, I think regardless, it just it's he's done for now. Two fucking years. Well, two he, years. He wasted two well, years. No, he he can come back. Yeah, right. Six months, right? Yes. Okay, but still, still, dude, you fucked up. Like you said, you popped twice. Not once, but twice. But twice. He is. What more can you add to it? That's all you need to know. How he's 32, up he is. 32 years old. Now you got to remember, a heavyweight does doesn't get into his prime until probably at this stage of his career right now. And that's yeah, see? that heavyweight is yeah. at, at, the, at 30, 30, 33, 34 years old is when you're probably already getting into your prime years. Yep. So two years in, 34. So he'll be 34 years old. I mean, he still got the shot, but. If we were promoters, would you actually invest in Gerald Miller now? Two time, two time offender now. Exactly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him anymore. He's uninsurable to be. Yeah. Any promoter that gets not trustable. You don't. I mean, you can't trust him. Like you really can't trust him no more. He's kind of like, I mean, he's got a. I'll say this right now: any promoter that puts him on, you might as well put. You might as well make an event called the fuck up, the fuck ups. You know how they have the untouchables? Yeah, the untouchables. You should have a you should and people should line up a card, whether it be pay-per-view, non-pay-per-view, called the fuck ups. And you should have Adrian Broner, Julio Cesar Chavez, <laughs> Gerald Big Baby Miller, all fighting in the same card. You got the fuck ups of boxing right there. And it, mm-hmm. I, anybody else you guys have in mind, shoot us a DM and let us know who you guys yeah. on this fantasy card called the fuck ups. <laughs> you know, because that's the only re- that's the only way you would probably see him in a card is if he's an undercard of a Julio Cesar Chavez fight or an Adrian Broner fight. And then you gotta and again, you gotta call it the fuck ups because they're the fuck ups uh, of boxing. I got a suggestion. I don't know if you would like this. Uh, the re- maybe a return of uh, Antonio Margarito. See, but Margarito's not a fuck up though. He fucked up. No, he-, he fucked up once, and I, I mean. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Other, other than that, he—I mean, he. Okay, anything, anything. 
before the Mosley fight is questionable. Uh, Anything after yeah. the fight, you gotta admit he paid his dues now. He kind of paid his dues. Yep. He's had his eye socket broken <laughs> twice. Twice. That's what to say. <laughs> he got fucked up by Mosley in front of a Staples Center sold out crowd in front of his people. Yeah. I mean, Margarito paid his dues. Oh, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he did. Mar- to me, Margarito paid his dues. If you ask me. Yep. No, you're right. You're actually right. Yeah. A beating with Pacquiao and a beating he took against Cota in the second fight. Yeah. And that's about it. Yep. Now, to me, Big Baby Miller is an uninsurable fighter. I would not be surprised if we hear that Top Rank has released him from his contract. Mm-hmm. I agree. Exactly. The only way you Why keep wait? Him, mm-hmm. Only way you keep him is if you feed him the Mike if you feed him Tyson Fury. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. Either that or just let him go already. Why just why wait? Why wait till he comes back and yeah. Make a fight with him. It, it's just it, to me, if, if I was a promoter, I'll just let him go. If, if if it's whatever whatever way you can do, right? If if somehow you can easily just do that, just let him go, fucking do it. Fucking stupid. That's a fucking idiot. It's a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, move on to the next topic real quick. I had this one lined up real quick. I'm trying to pull it up. So, Canelo Alvarez is fighting in a couple weeks. Well, next week. Is it next week? Yes, next week. Oh, shit. Yeah, next week. Next week, oh, Canelo fuck. fights. So, this is an article by ESPN by Salvador Rodriguez, and it says, Canelo Alvarez downplays the Triple G trilogy, but he wants to unify the 160-pound division. Now, it's been said... By Canelo's team, Canelo himself and Eddie uh, Eddie Reynoso, they're they're willing to work with anybody, even the PBs. They're willing to go across the street to the PBC. They're willing to fight on Showtime. They're willing to fight on Fox. They're willing to go to ESPN and fight with Bob Barrams, T people. They're gonna fight anybody. I like that. And he says, I you know they're downplaying the whole Triple G trilogy. Their focus is to become the undisputed or unified 168-pounder. Biri, what is your t- uh, take on the Canelo's team's statements there? You know what? We're f- uh, here's a quote. Being a free agent, the most important thing is that we can do fights with boxers associated with different promoters, Reynoso said. And I quote, we have a very good relationship with Eddie Hearn of Matchroom, with Al Heyman of PBC, and top ranks Bob Barham. So we're open to working with any promoter who has a boxer where we can put a good fight. In this case, Hearn has Smith, Saunders, and Golovkin. On the other hand, Heyman has Spence, who said he wants to fight Canelo, and David Benavides. Also, Alvarez said he's considered Smith. He considered Smith because he's the number one ranked super middleweight in the world and a dangerous opponent. And a, the end quote goes, Smith is a great opponent, the best 168-pounder. He's tall, strong, and that motivates me a lot. The one that, dis- despite everything that happened in 2020, this is the fight I want. I will flourish in. Beery, what is your take on that? Fucking love that. I love that, and I really do hope. Um, it just, I, I really do hope he does make these fights, and there'll be just no, no fucking problem. Because we would love to see fights him, uh, guys like Charlo, Benavides. Get me, Glovekin. Glovekin will be nice too. Have the rematch? Why not? Fucking do the trilogy already. I think so that's knows, pretty good. I think he knows that rematch is there. Yeah. That rematch is there. 
regardless yeah. there. Like he'll take it if he needs it. But you know, okay, the Callum Smith fight. Okay, to me, I, I like the fight. Me I too. Can't wait. I can't wait for next week. Yeah, I like that fight. I w- I also would like him to fight Benavides. I think that's a good fight. Another Callum good fight. Caleb Plant is a good fight. Yeah, um, keep hearing about that. Yep. Billy Joe Sanders just won last weekend against Martin. Last Friday against Martin Murray. That's a good fight. Every fight that we, he just said, they're all interesting. Mm-hmm. But what interested me the most was, you're right, Charlo, the fact that he's willing to go to the PVC and go fight on the El Heyman banner. Benavidez, Plant, Charlo. You know, I don't know. He has a, he has a good amount of fights for his legacy, for him, mm-hmm. for him to make pay-per-views, pay-per-view events with each individual guy. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. I think he, he I, I don't know who top rank has that he's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to top rank. Like, I don't know who, does top rank have any super middleweights? I can't think of anyone. I can't think of anybody either. So I don't mm, see. For middleweights and super right now. Yeah, I don't see that either. I think. Nope. I, I honestly think he'll be bouncing from the PBC and matchroom for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. I'm also curious. What about Golden Boy? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's one of the things I was thinking of, man. Yep. Yeah, but know. that's great. It's, it's it's great, and I'm glad to have that mindset, and I really hope it's not bullshit just to say it. I really do hope so. I really do hope he does negotiate with the PBC, top rank, basically anybody, anybody that he can you know, negotiate with and make a fight with. What What do you think of the talks? Because um, this is the second time I've been hearing it. Well, not second. I've been hearing it. Spencer is Canelo. I know yeah, Spence, I think I, I saw Spence a video. Mentioned it. Canelo's team just said, "Hey, we'll go to the PBC." You know, we they, Spence has been out there. I mean, that's a good fight, but I don't know about. I don't know about that fight ever being ta- that fight ever taking place. I think Canelo right now. Too, I think Canelo's too big. I kind of think so too. Yeah, I think he's a little bit. He's a bit big. I think Spence. I think by, by the time Spence ever decides to go to middleweight, that's if he ever goes to middleweight. Mm-hmm. Canelo's probably going to be fighting a fucking cruiserweight by that time. Or uh, yeah. Or light heavyweight. I don't see that. Almost, uh, yeah, maybe light heavyweight. Maybe I, I, maybe cruiserweight's probably too big for. Canelo. I think I don't know. I think Canelo's going to be chasing belts up north one time. Why not? Why not be? I don't know. Yeah, I guess why not? why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Be the first Mexican cruiserweight. He could do that. I'm saying, he could I'm, do saying that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, all right, so we're talking about Spence. Let's get into it. So last yep. night, that's Saturday night, Cowboy Stadium, the unified welterweight champion of the world, Earl Spence Jr., returning from his car crash. First first fight back from a car crash. We 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 spoke about it last week. We saw it. We said there's gonna be a tough we thought it was gonna be a tough fight. Uh we both agreed that Spence was gonna win. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to go the distance. I felt it was going to be a split decision. I think you said it was going to be a unanimous. I did so you're, say so. You're one. So I mean, yep. I, I take my, <laughs> I'll take mine as a draw because technically I was I was right, but I didn't get the decision that I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, yeah, he said split. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'll give myself a draw on that rank. <laughs> um, good fight. I think. The fight played out almost, almost like how we thought it was going to play out, that Spence was going to put on a pace 
and that mm-hmm. the only way that Garcia was ever going to get into the fight is if he was able to implement his counterpunching skills and he was going to be able to slow down Spence's momentum. That Which ever happened? I think he was, you know, I, th- I think he was waiting just a bit too um, long. Yeah, he waits too long. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like to think it's a combination of both, right? He was waiting too long, but Spence was just fucking busy. He was, you know, sharper than the two. He was just a busy guy. Well, and yeah, that. he. Uh huh. No, no, go, go. go, go. I, was to, I was about to say, and and Danny did landed some good shots. You even told me, and I, and I agree. You were like, I'm a little nervous when he backs up, Spence, because uh, Danny can just flush him, give him that left hook or right hook. I was tripping out that I don't like when Spence throws a combo and he pulls right mm-hmm. out. He pulls right out, and I, so I was nervous the entire night. <laughs> no, Spence adjusted. He stopped doing that for a couple times. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I think he caught on, there's like, oh fuck! If I keep pulling out, right? Uh, this fucker's gonna catch me pretty cut solid. And I, oh yeah. So, but I still it, had that feeling he might land it. You know. Um. Look, Danny Garcia, hell of a fighter. Let's give him all the credit in the world. Hell of no, a fighter. No, I agree. Um, this win is really good for Spence because not even Keith Thurman and Sean Porter were able to to dominate Danny Garcia the way I mean, that I Spence dominated him. I saw like you didn't see them fuck up his face. I mean, it wasn't that horrible but becoming compared to yeah, fighting Thurman and Porter. He, um, he I looks like hamburger meat. I was listening to the Sean Porter podcast uh-huh. um, and he was saying, you know, well, you know what? Danny Danny thinks he has power. He doesn't really have power. I, You know, he never really hurt me and I'm like, motherfucker, I see you. <laughs> I see you get hit flush and there were moments where your yeah. fucking eyes were rolling, rolling yeah. up a little bit. You I just didn't fall. Fight. Uh, Keith, let's be honest. After the Danny fight, Keith hasn't been the same. Nope. Danny, Danny put some leather on Keith. Keith has never been the yeah, same since then. So I want to disprove that he doesn't have power. The man has power. Danny has power because if he didn't have power, Sean, he should have rolled right over him. Yep. Sean should have right, Sean ran right over him. The fact that Sean Porter str- struggled in Struggle City against Adrian Granados. And Danny Garcia knocked that Granados. That just says yeah. you don't even have that pop to put Granados out. And Danny put out Granados. <laughs> and that's me defending Danny Garcia on that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Danny, Danny Garcia is the type of guy that he needs to set up. He needs to have a pace going. But you know what this fight exposed on Danny Garcia? And, I, and I'm, I'm usually not the one that goes, you need to blame the trainer. But I think there's a comes a certain time where you need to I'm not saying fire your father, but you need to add another pair of eyes to the team because I think I think he's reached the the plateau with his dad when it comes mm-hmm. to the boxing. There's only so much your dad can teach you now. Mm-hmm. I think adding Which, another pair of eyes is going to mm-hmm. help better because I think um, we this is three fights in a row that Danny Danny's had a crack at the elite mm-hmm. level. You know, I know he was the unified Walter, the junior welterweight champion of the world, but you just fought three of the top guys in that division, and you came up short twice, and you got a one-sided whipping in the third in the third shot. But I think you gave him one round, huh? <laughs> I gave him one round, folks. I think it was round eight. Right. I know people they gave him two rounds, and I'm okay with that. So I'm giving him four, right? How the fuck of- do you give this man four? I have no clue. <laughs> you should get your license revoked for judging a fight ever again. For what judge? I was like, what the fuck? It was a little higher. Sean Porter gave him four. I don't know how the fuck Sean gave him four. He did say that. I gave him four. Fuck how do you give him four? 
Give him four rounds, Sean. The fuck? <laughs> but you know what? I think this is a very good quick because since we're on that, on that subject about adding someone else, I think this is a very good quick subject because I've been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of people saying, you know what? Is it too late for him to learn something new? To no. get a new trainer? No. A lot of people are asking that. A lot of people are asking that. No, he's what? 30, is it too late? He's 33, 34? 32, yeah, 32. How many trainers did Miguel Cotto have until he finally found the right one? But at that time... I lost count. He had his uncle. He had his uh his best friend. He had Pedro Diaz. Uh-huh. Emmanuel Stewart, rest in peace. And he had Freddie Rose. Yes. You know, it's okay to move from trainer to trainer once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not asking. We're not. I'm not like everyone else that's right now saying, "Oh, he should. He should fire his father." No, no, I'm not. I'm not advocating fire Angel. That was sad, by the way, when he was telling his son, he's like, "Hey, Dan- Danny, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta push him, man. You gotta push him back." Oh, I felt you, it was you gotta be waiting. Was, I felt the the most <laughs> fucked up thing was a post fight press conference. Oh, mm-hmm. when he was arguing with somebody? No, 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 no. In the back, they were oh, interviewing. Wait, wait. They were interviewing oh, Danny like, no, and Angel, and they were saying, you know, Danny, what went wrong? And he goes, you know, he just had a good jab. Yeah, and then his dad goes, it wasn't his jab. You just didn't punch a lot. You, you know, you didn't do what I told you to do. Oh, I didn't see that. I, I thought and you were talking about the interview. You can tell, you can tell that oh. Danny's face is like so. I'm like, fuck, shut the fuck up. If you didn't have respect for his dad, I think he would have told him to shut the fuck up right then and there. I, Damn, and you no, I didn't just, see that. It was so awkward. I got sending the link. I think everyone who's listening knows what I'm talking about. It was the most awkwardest thing that Angel said straight out. This guy wasn't even. This guy was the uh, was pitter pattering on my son. My my son wasn't in trouble. He was slipping punches. If he's able to slip, he should have countered. He just didn't throw a lot of punches. You know, you didn't do what I told you to do. I told you to throw more punches. This guy, <laughs> all this guy did was jab you to the Danny. And I'm like, and then you, Danny, you can tell Danny Garcia's like, oh, bitch, like shut up. Damn. So Fuck that, I'm man. not see. I'm not. I'm not advocating to throw your dad out. Don't. But you do need another set of eyes in that ring now, mm-hmm. because look, like I I noticed it on this fight. Danny is a counter puncher, but if you are if you if you take him off his rhythm, he needs to reset again. Yep. He's a type of guy that needs to have. And everything needs to line up for him to throw these combination punches. Like everything has to mm-hmm. be there. He's not on the fly type of fighter. He has good foot movement. I saw him moving around a little bit, but he doesn't have the best mm-hmm. foot movement. He doesn't have the fastest hands. His timing is impeccable, no. but he's the type of guy. That's that, the thing. The timing. The timing. He has to have everything. He has to have mm-hmm. everything right for him to throw the punch. And I think adding someone else to add more more weapons to the arsenal might help him. When yeah. he fights these type of level fights, so I'm advocating that. So moving on from that, Errol Spence coming back. What were your thoughts, Beaver? Like, what what did you see? Did you did you think he looked different? Like, did you see anything different now, knowing that he just came back from the accident? Like, what was your take on Errol Spence's performance? Yeah, I I didn't see like big differences. He to me he he still looked like the Spencer we saw before the accident. So uh, of course, to me he looked a little more like it's the word leaner. So he looked a little more stronger. That 
but the way he fought, uh, it was to me, I, it was the same. The only thing I did notice, which I kept texting you, I go, he kind of looks like he didn't want to be there. And I and I said you were, and I said, what the fuck you watching? Danny didn't look like he wanted to be there after a couple rounds. Yeah, no, no that too. But it's like he kind of had this face, like, hmm, like whatever. Like no, even though yeah, even though he was winning the fight, he, to me he kind of looked like that fight, like it's a fight over. But I guess he answered it just by saying, you know, I, yeah, I I feel a little rusty today. He goes, and I was just shaking off the cobwebs. So to me, it's like oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Maybe his he's just you know he's trying to get his feet wet. So that answered. But no, I didn't see much of a difference. He still looked good. I think he gave himself uh, I forgot the rating he gave. I think he gave himself like a like a C or a B. I forgot. I think he said a B. A B, right? A lot of fans are saying he was a hundred. He was not hundred percent. I want to say seventy five percent. A lot of people are saying. I want to say seventy five percent. He was still good. I want to say he was seventy five percent. I think. Um, watching the fight, uh, of course, I'm like nervous for him because I mean, me too. You know, I I said right away in the in our review, our picking and our preview of the fight that Danny Garcia needed to come in and throw those heavy shots and see how this guy was going to react to them right away. You know, I wanted to see how he was going to react to the pressure. I think there were moments he took he took, it well. There were moments he took it well. There were other moments yeah. it felt like he didn't. Um, but, you know, he, re- he relied a lot on his boxing skills. I felt, and I don't know if it's me, you know, but I think it was in the middle rounds when he was applying the pressure. I honestly think he could have stopped Danny Garcia. I, felt uh, I think that, I know what you're talking I about. I felt that there was a round where I go, fuck, if he keeps this momentum going, he is going to stop Danny. I'm trying to remember. Yes, there was a round where I thought this uh, might be it. And but then, then there was also a round uh, pump me, pull the brakes a bit. Yep. And he admitted it. He did say that. He's like, oh, I, something I would change, but I kind of pumped the, I pumped the brakes a little yeah, bit there. I, I, lay I, rounds. I felt the jab was there. I felt his pressure was there. He had a good momentum mm-hmm. going. Um, he took the play from Danny. So when Danny Garcia would land a good flush shot or uh, land a good, like, ooh and ah shot for the crowd and yeah. the judges to score, Earl was able to come back and throw his own setback. Um, mm-hmm. He did a good job. He boxed him. He was able to get get the rounds going. And he did a good job. He overall did a good job. I think he did everything good. I just didn't like that he st- he took his foot off the gas. And I know people are like, well, he was off from a layoff. Yeah, I get it. But he's been training since fucking February. You know, mm-hmm. Earl Spence has never been, we've never questioned his endurance. He has great endurance, great conditioning. It just felt that he took his he took his foot off the gas and I never got why. And, you know, maybe we could contribute to the layoff. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, when I thought that the next day, Earl Spence went on Twitter and said, I'm hiring a nutritionist and getting back with C and S. Oh, no, C and S trainer. I have to stop trying to do everything myself. Wow. So he's really taking this shit real seriously. So he's hiring a strength and conditioning coach again. So from the looks of it, he's been almost kind of doing everything himself. Maybe that might be the reason why we didn't see him demolish um, Mikey Garcia. Maybe there's a reason why he didn't demolish Sean Porter. He didn't demolish um, Danny Garcia. There's a reason why we didn't see the Earl Spence that literally ripped Kell Brook apart in the later round when 
<laughs> or the guy that beat the crap out of Lamont Peterson when the fight because Earl Spence's reputation was as the rounds keep going, he gets coming, he he gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Point where he beats you down mentally, mentally and physically. Yeah. The these last couple fights have been more of like he's relied on his boxing skill and his guts. And last Saturday night, he relied on the boxing skills, even though I felt that he, he if he applied, if he would have gone another three more rounds, the way he maintained that pace where he had Danny in the corner, he was, he was fucking pushing him back. He was just being, he was, he looked like the Earl Spencer was beating the shit out of Kell Brook as the rounds kept going. And then out of yeah. nowhere, he's back to the jab, you know, he's, he's walking him down, but he's kind of, he's kind of more like mentally beating him than physically beating him. And then mm-hmm. of course in the championship round, Spence picks it back up. But I felt, I think it, I want to say it was round five or six where he put that pace and I go, and I, and, yeah. I look, and I look at his collector going, Holy shit, we might see a knockdown. We might see a knockout or, or the, the ref might just stop the fight from accumulation. But I said, like I said, he took his foot off the gas for like three, four rounds. Mm-hmm. And did. I couldn't get it. And now that he says that, it makes more sense. You know, the strength and conditioning, the nutritionist, he can make the weight, but I don't think he's making the weight in a, in a good way. Good way. Yep. And so I'm hoping his next fight, we see this. Hopefully he hires a strength and conditioning coach, hires a nutritionist, and we see the old Spence that we knew mm-hmm. before all this stuff is happening. And I'm not saying, I'm not throwing this as an excuse. He performed great. He, he did. He performed great. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a moment like, yeah, he was really ring rusted. No, he performed great. There was he, ring rust. There was ring rust. There was some ring rust, but not to the extent you're like, fuck, this guy's like not visible. Yeah, he needs to get it his wasn't feet visible away. ring rust. Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's the word. Yes, it was not visible. It wasn't visible. There was. It was there. It just wasn't visible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he wins, and I give him all the credit because he was able to dominate Danny Garcia because Sean Porter and Thurman couldn't do the way the way he did. He did a good job. Mm-hmm. And and I think even Sean, even Danny Garcia even said, you know, he's got to be the strongest guy he's ever fought in the ring. Like he, he was stronger than Spence. He was strong. He was stronger than Sean. He was stronger than Thurman. He said. Let me tell you on that, man. I give him props for that. Any other fighter would just said had an off night, you know, which is kind of normal. Fine, that's fine. But to go to literally say he was the better guy, had a great jab, literally saying he was better than me that night. Yeah, no question, no excuse. That I give him, I give him props for that. That's uh, that's someone who really took that loss very well. I thought that was very interesting. The, his father was just yelling at somebody. He was arguing right behind him. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> because I think if you want again, for, in a which trainer, I think was uh-huh. in a trainer's a trainer's on the outside looking in. He's not the one taking the punishment. So when you're going mm-hmm. to the corner and telling you, you need to do this, this, and that. You, I mean, I'm assuming Danny tried to. I'm Earl sure he just, did. And Earl was just better at taking away the game plan from him and make, and imposing mm-hmm. his own. Like I said last week, the winner of this fight is the guy who was able to impose his game plan on the other one. Spence was able to impose the game plan mm-hmm. off the bat. He set the pace. When he wanted to go hard, he went hard. When he wanted to, when he wanted to line up, he lined up. 
Yep. Danny never got never got anything going, and when he tried to get something going, Spence took the play from him. Mm-hmm. So Danny is correct in saying he was just the better man that night. He was just overall the better fighter that night. He did yeah. everything correctly. There was nothing that Danny could have done that night that Spence didn't have an answer for. Spence had an answer for everything. For everything. That's all there was to it. And, and, and you know, of course, your dad, you know, your dad's going to be fucking outspoken about it because he believes in you. He believes in your skills. He believes you mm-hmm. could have done something. You know, I we all thought he could have done something. I mean, the whole the whole what made this fight interesting was the fact that Spence was coming off a car crash. Yeah. I think that's what made it a bit more interesting. Yeah, That's what made the fight interesting. Because other than that, if this fight would have happened originally in January, we all thought the fight was going to play out the way it played out. Yeah, true. (laughs) No matter what, the fight played out the way we all thought it was going to play out. This fight would just became more interesting because of the the storyline of Earl Spence suffering that car crash. Yeah, you know, how well was going to take a punch? Yeah. That was a theme of that of that pay-per-view. Errol Spence is back, coming back from some a crash that literally could have paralyzed anybody else, but not this kid. How is he gonna come? How is he gonna look tonight? We saw it. But if this fight if this fight took place in January, like originally, oh the, nobody would have fucking given Danny a shot. I don't think so, no. They would have been like, oh, this definitely not match, man. Danny doesn't have a shot. But of course, we gave him the puncher's chance. Mm-hmm. And of course, Earl Spence rose to the occasion on Saturday night. Moving on, Earl Spence won. In attendance was the WBO Walterweight Champion of the World. B Ray, what is your take that they interviewed Earl Spence and said, hey, who do you want to fight next? Crawford's here. And Earl Spence's response was, I don't want to talk about that right now. I just want to go home to my family and my ranch and just, you know, ride yep. my horses. Was that the most, was that the best answer he can give or would it been, of course I want to fight this guy, but right now I've been training since fucking, I've been training since March. I want to go home. I want to see my child. I want to yes. enjoy my farm. And when I come back, of course, Spence. Of course, Crawford is in my on my mind as a future opponent. Would that been I, a better I, answer than the bullshit answer we got on Saturday? I I agree. That would have been a better answer. But Spence, it sounds like Spence's mind was like, "I'm tired of this shit for now. I wanted to go home. Fuck you know, Terrence Crawford." And I, and, would you mm-hmm. say fuck Terrence Crawford? Because Terrence Crawford leading into the pay per view was like, "I don't need Spence. Spence needs me for my for his legacy. I don't need him." Bed. Which I was gonna get to that part. Yep. <laughs> you're in his fucking fight. Yep. You're you're on Instagram live a, the week of the pay per view, promoting yourself as the best welterweight. As you know that your rival is fighting that same week, but you're saying mm-hmm. you don't need him, but he needs you. So do you think that that was a response? Kind of like, I don't sweat you. You said I don't need you. I am. I'm gonna show you that I don't need you. Fuck you. I'm gonna go home. That could have been too, because they ask him like, "Hey, what do you think of? Does that spark anything of Crawford, you know, being there?" And he goes, "No, no, not really." He goes, "He says, I, I yeah, exactly like you said. Uh, he says that he, I, I, you know, doesn't need me. He's not, he's not worried about me." There, I think he said, "He's not worried about me." Then why is he here? He goes, "Why the fuck is he here?" Well, damn. 
Fox Fox uh, commentators couldn't stop talking about Crawford. They even put him on the screen. I, I was about to say everyone was talking about that because they didn't do it last time. They acknowledged they Crawford. Mm-hmm. So, they acknowledged that, Crawford. Do you think that that was kind of a a move, kind of to show him like, hey man, it's almost like a almost like when Suge Knight went to the Source Awards. Any rapper, any rapper that doesn't want the producers to be all in the videos, all on the records, come to death row. Do you think this was? Do you think this was that moment where, like, if you don't want your promoter to shit on you and you want to be recognized as one of the best fighters here, you know, come to the PBC. We're come gonna, to the PBC. Just pull out the red carpet. We're gonna advertise you as the best welterweight in the world, as in a future opponent in a mega fight, because they kept saying that. Be right, hey. Spence has two big mega fights. He has Pacquiao and he has Crawford. He has two guys to yep. beat them. That that has to be because they know that his his contract with Top Rank expires next year. He, they can, so for can, right now, they're kind of want to learn him in. Like, dude, look, we're promoting you right here. Look, see that? Look, we're we're mm-hmm. advertising. We're, you. We're advertising you. <laughs> you know, if you don't want your promoter to shit to to talk shit about you, you don't want him to say that you're worthless. <laughs> Come to the PBC. We'll fucking appreciate you over here. <laughs> so we both agree that Errol Spence's response is more, more towards replying to Crawford's remarks about, I don't need Spence. Spence needs me. So yep. to me, Spence was like, okay, well, fuck him. I, not, he didn't say fuck him, but he basically said, I, I don't want to talk about that. And I just want to go home to my family and just go be my family. Yep. That was response. Most likely. I felt that same thing. I know everyone's like, oh, he's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid. To me, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. But I think it was more a response of like, oh, um, I want, I need you. No, 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 you need me because you're my fucking, you're my show. You're in the fucking (sighs) Spence show right now. Yeah, they're giving him shit. Yeah. Next thing, what is your take that Sean Porter said on the pay per view that he is the number one contender for the WBC, IBF, and WBO? So he is the number one contender to to Terrence Crawford's. WBL title, the top ranked title, and the, the the and he's the number one contender for Earl Spence's two titles. And I'm, he said he he he'd prefer to fight Terence Crawford because you know what, that is a fight that people want to see because they want to see how he would do against a fighter like of his caliber. People already saw what he can do to Spence, and the rematch is there, but he'd rather go see because he's curious to see what all this hype's about with Crawford then. What's your take on Glad that? you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I don't know if you heard about apparently what top rank Bob Aaron said about a potential fight. Mm-hmm. Crawford and Sean Porter. Dude, but before it? before that, then yeah, I did see that. Uh, I hope it's true. He said I'm the number one contender. I really fucking hope so, I go, because again, I would love to see that fight. Porter and 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 Crawford. That'd be a great fucking fight. So I like that he called him out. Now I heard. And and I believe this because it, it sounds like Bob. It's it's Bob. Apparently, Bob said, "No, we're not doing that fight. It's a great fight, but it's not a huge fight." And I'm over here. Oh, but Kel Brook and Amir Khan and More Machine. That was a huge fucking fight to make. It's a good fight, but it's not pay per view worthy. Basically, he's saying that. And another moment, I'm sure everyone's just going fucking nuts and go, "How? How the?" Fuck, can you fit this in your head and say this is not a pay-per-view worthy fight? Or at least put it on ESPN Plus. No, it's a good fight, yeah. But it's not a huge fight. Who's a huge fight then? Other than Errol Spence. Don't fucking say that, people. Other than Errol Spence and Manny Pacquiao. 
Who? So apparently that's what he said. And that's what they're saying. I'm looking for the WBO ranking for the yeah. welterweight championship. There you go. So I got welterweights. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Well, welterweight. Mm-hmm. But it's just fucking stupid. Sean Porter is the number one contender right here. Wow, says, look at that. So it's right here. It says the, uh, Crawford, the WBO welterweight champ. At number one, you have Porter. At number two, or uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. At number three, Mikey Garcia. Uh, those are the top three guys that I can see right now on the list for the ranking for the title. He's not lying. Sean is not lying. The W. This is the WBO uh, website right here. He is the number one contender for mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford's title now. And I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure PBC Al Heyman will be like, "Fuck it, let's do it. Go, go ahead." I hope it goes to a purse bid because then Aram's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I Aram. hope so. It would be a purse bid between Fox and ESPN. Who's gonna win? At the end, okay. Bob's comments is not a, it's a good fight, but it's not a big fight. You're right. So you're telling me that Kell Brook was a big fight. Yes, it generated a lot of views on ESPN. Mm-hmm. But because Top Rank did such a good job hiding the fact that Kell Brook had suffered fucking big losses. And that just Huge. Losses, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. like he there was something taken away from in those fights. The triple G and the port and the and the Spence fight, there was something taken away from him. The fact that they didn't even mention those losses, they brought up the fact that he beat Porter, that he's a former world champion, and that, yeah, he lost, but he's been he's been a three-fight win streak. Top rank did such a good job hiding the flaws of, of Kell Brook and mm-hmm. showcasing his achievements more to make it seem and build the narrative that this is a major threat for Crawford. You're mm-hmm. telling me with ESPN, you're telling me you cannot build a good fight between Sean Porter, who since he's his since he's turned pro has given every fighter a tough and a rough and tough fight. A man who gave Keith Thurman everything he can handle, a man who gave uh Danny Garcia everything he can handle, a man who gave Earl Spence everything he can handle. Not one guy's been able to dominate. Sean Porter, not even Kel Brook, who won. All these men that beat him, again, Brook, Thurman, and, and Spence have not been able to dominate him. Spence put him uh-huh. on. The, Spence put him on the floor. Well, but not put him on the floor. But the, the official knockdown was recorded. But uh-huh. no one's been able to knock him out or officially dominate him. You telling me that ESPN and Top Rank and Bob Arum cannot build the narrative, the theme behind that this is Terrence, Terrence Crawford's toughest opponent? You're telling me they can't do that. You're telling me the promoter cannot build this fight, cannot hype this fight up. You're telling me that. Is that what you're telling me? Yep, that's what I'm telling you. Based on what I what I was, yeah, what I read. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Now, come on, man. It is bullshit, really. I felt that he should have fought Sean Porter. And Sean Porter even came out and said, dude, I was supposed to fight him. I, I called him up and I said, hey, what are the chances of me and you fighting? Crawford told him, you know, I got something lined up. You know, love to, but I can't. I got something lined up, man. Porter's all right, cool, man, whatever. I just wanted to make sure, you know, I know I know my promoter got something lined up. I just wanted, um, I just want to make sure maybe we can get something done ourselves before I decide to go say yes to this deal. Mm-hmm. Now, what deal was it that should that uh, Crawford said no? It could have been that Pacquiao fight. 
I know they were the uh, Terrence Crawford and Bob Ram said that they almost had that Pacquiao fight done if it wasn't for COVID. Yep. Apparently they, they had that. Yeah. So they go revisit that back. Now, I want to see Sean Porter versus Crawford. I think. I want to see that too. I think if people want to put a comparison about who did a better job, don't sit here and say, "Oh, Crawford did a better job against Brooke than Spence." Two different fighters. Two different fighters. Yep. Quote me on this. Record me on this. Throw it in my face on this. He needs Sean Porter. He needs to do a better job than Spence. If he does that, hey, I think a 50-50 fight is indeed necessary to happen in this fight. Yeah. Right now, I, I, everyone's like, everyone's throwing out Crawford's achievements. He's a three-division world champ and this and that. He's not a pay-per-view fighter, though. Spence has been back to back to back pay per view fights. Pay per view, yeah. Last three fights, pay per view. And has done better pay per view numbers than Crawford has. We're talking about pay per view. We're talking about views. We're talking about the money split. Who are people there to see? We already saw that Top Rank has invested pay per view money on Crawford and they failed. The numbers are there. Spence has been on pay per view three times. We've already seen the numbers for the first two fights. B-Ray, you have reported numbers for the third fight, don't you? Do you not? Uh, yeah, apparently. Let's see. Apparently, there are numbers for the pay-per-view fight. Again, these uh, are It doesn't seem final. Yeah. Okay. They're projected numbers. But throw them out there. Throw them out there. And so, apparently, they did. Looks like 250. Yeah, 250,000 pay-per-view buys so far. Again, and... again, that's better than Crawford's done when he yeah. fought. When he fought uh, Victor Polestown, when he fought fucking Amir Khan. Those are way better numbers. Mm-hmm. Anybody and you know, some people sit here to tell me, oh, you know, yeah. he doesn't draw numbers. Bro, he's doing better numbers than Crawford. He deserves a 60-40 in this, in this situation. We're talking mm-hmm. about we're talking about pay, we're talking about money here, guys. We're not talking about achievement. Achievement-wise, I agree with you. Crawford has better achievements than Spence. We're talking about pay-per-view. Who is there to be watched? Crawford's had two cracks at it. Nobody wants to see him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's willing to pay to see that fight. Spence has had three back-to-back fights on pay-per-view, and you see the numbers. Mm-hmm. If she fights Sean Porter yep. and he does a better job than Earl Spence, then the fight is there to be made for a 50-50 then because the hype is there. You think it's pay-per-view worthy? Spence versus Crawford? Fuck yeah, it's pay-per-view worthy. Crawford versus... Uh... No, Cra- I'm sorry, Crawford versus Sean Porter. I think so. I think so. I think it's a good fight. I think mm-hmm. this is the one fight that should be on a pay per view. I don't. Think I agree too. I don't think the Amir Khan should have been a pay per view. I'm glad. Nah, Kel- I'm glad that Kell Brook was on a pay per view. I mean, too, and I'm pretty sure that he kind of knew that. Like, no, it has, has to be on ESPN. This is a good pay per view worthy fight. Bob knows it. Bob knows it's a worthy pay per view fight. Sean has a good following. Sean. Sean. Everybody knows Sean Porter. Mm-hmm. They know him as the announcer on 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 the Fox cards. He has his own podcast. He's you know he's a, he has a good social media presence. He has a personality behind him. He's well known. I think I, I I'm willing to go out out the bat and say that I think he's more well known than Terrence Crawford is to the to the casual fans. Damn. <laughs> I'm willing to and anybody that wants to correct me correct me. But I think. Sean Porter is more well-known than Terrence Crawford when it comes down to the casual fans. And that's what Bob Barham, that's what Bob Barham has failed to do with Terrence Crawford. He can't get the casual fans to pay attention to this kid. 
the boxing no, fans, the boxing, fan, the, the boxing fans pay attention to him. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're fucking hyping this guy up. The casual fans, the money's where the casuals are at. If you can yep. grab the casuals' attention, you got their money. Sean Porter is that guy you need. Sean Porter is that guy you need. That's all I gotta say. Sean Porter is the guy you need. It's yeah. it's a it's a pay per view worthy fight. The way the way Bob's looking at it, he down. Well, Sean Porter even said it, dude. He knows he knows what's gonna happen. He knows that if he can't get these fights, he knows he's gonna lose. He Sean kind of alluded to saying. If Spence, if Crawford stays with Bob, it's because he's offering him a lot of money and he's doing it again. At the end of the day, we're here to make money and you're going to go try to make the best money you can. He can make more coming over here, the PVC said, but if he's staying, it's because, you know, he, it's, he, got, he got the back secure. Yeah. That's what he said. But the way everything's going, the way Bob's talking, Bob's seeing, Bob's seeing the signs that, Spence, that Crawford's going to leave. And after last Saturday night, the way Fox was advertising him, I think the signs are there. They, they, I think Al Heyman, the Heyman people are talking to him and telling him, hey, you come over here, we can get you all these fights, man. The Thurmans, the Pacquiao's, the Porters. We can get you these fights at 154 pounds. We can get you these big-name fights. We can get you paid better. We can put your name in a bigger platform than what Top Rank is doing with you. I think Bob. I, yeah. I think Bob knows it. I think that's what Bob's starting to shit on him. He's starting to shit on his own product. He's starting to shit on his own investment. I think he's. I think he's going to start to build this buzz around that. Well, he's not. Fuck him. You know, he's not. A, he's not a star. He's not a star. Why would you say that? Why? Why would you say he's not a star? But then say that your fighter deserves a bigger cut on, a, on if they fight on pay per view. You're contradicting. <laughs> so Bob is a contradictor, but Bob's a businessman. Bob's a businessman at the end of the day. Bob rather build the reputation that his fighter's shit. So in case his fighter leaves, then everyone's going to think that narrative, oh, he's shit. He's shit. Uh-huh. You know? But we'll see what happens. But uh, I think Sean Porter versus uh, Carl Crawford needs to happen. And I think the next fight we're going to see is in the summer, Pacquiao Spence. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that because for for sure the the Crawford fight should be should be next, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. It's no. not, and and it, and it looks like they're gonna bank on Crawford leaving top rank, so it can make it a bit more easier. So if you ask me, what's next for uh, Spence? Two fighters. If obviously he's not gonna get Crawford, Manny Pacquiao, and if he doesn't secure Pacquiao fight, I kind of see maybe Ugas. I did I just learn on that fight night that Ugas does have the regular WBA belt, so they might put them together if the Pacquiao fight doesn't happen. But I do hope Manny Pacquiao is next. That's a huge fucking fight in the summer. Well, if you're Pacquiao and you, you know, and you're his team, would you go against Crawford the way he looked against Brooke? Or would you decide to go against Spence in the way he looked? Because, like I said, Spence looked good but he has, mm-hmm. I mean, Spence hasn't really looked as menacing as he once did. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm Team Pacquiao, Manny, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going to Spence, right? I think Spence, okay, cool, you know. You want to talk Manny about... Manny probably fell, right? You want to talk mm-hmm. about keeping a pace? I can keep a pace at this age. I mean, I, right? You know. Manny probably saw them be like, eh, you know what? Yeah, let me take a shot at this guy. Let me take a shot. <laughs> We take a shot after the beating with Mikey. Yeah, for sure. He's like, no, no, yet. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, he, I think he saw the Mikey fight and said, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> he saw his face mm-hmm. after the fight. He's like, 
Yeah, next fight. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good fight. That's a good fight. No, I think I think after the Danny fight, I think he saw the Danny fight and said, Apparently, he didn't I, say he's interested now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not? So I think why not? Right? I think Spence knows the Pacquiao fights next. Crawford's left and Crawford's left holding nothing. Mm-hmm. The only thing you got is a Sean Porter fight, and that's if your promoter wants to give you that fight. If I'm Crawford, I push to get the Porter fight going. I agree. I would. I hope it happens the next year. Yeah. I would push to get the Porter fight. All right, before we end this and go to the next last topic, because I know we're running a little bit longer, what ha- what's next for Danny Garcia? We talked about Spence. We talked I, I about was going to ask you that. What yeah. is next for Danny? Um, I was going to ask you that because I I do agree with some people are going. Like, right now, he he, yeah, he lost three big fights with three big names, right? And then someone said, you know, honestly, he, with right now, he can, for sure he can beat guys like, you know, Mike Garcia, who's already coming up, 147. He can be probably guys like them, maybe Ugas. But, man, it's just when he moved out, you know, moved up from 140, for sure the competition got tougher for him. So what's next? Two things. Either he just – honestly, this, this might might have been his last big fight. And he's just fighting guys. Could be, like I said, possibility. But he might, he might bounce back. But for right now, I just – I see him right now fighting guys – uh, like in guys like maybe Mike Garcia or Ugas, guys on the lower, you know, ranking of the welterweights. That's one or two. Like Sean Porter says, he says I'm interested in maybe going up to 154, which I don't know if it's a good idea, but he might move up to 154. I think he's too small for 154, in my opinion. I was feeling the same way too, but Porter felt like you know what? Why not go up and test that power? Um, I don't think he's gonna be a second tier welterweight. He's not. You're not. You're not. <laughs> you think so? You're not going to be the gatekeeper of the. You, I'm, I'm sorry, he's not going to be the Robert Guerrero of the welterweight division. Robert Guerrero was that mm-hmm. guy. Remember, yeah. he had a, he had a crack at the titles. He lost, and then he, I agree. he became the guy that you fought. And if you beat him, you were ready for the top guys in the division. Yeah, I don't think Danny's going to be that. I don't think Danny's going to allow himself to be that guy. No, I think. Sorry, I think Danny's going to go back. He's going to rewatch the tape. I hope he decides to add another person to the team. I think he's gonna bounce back on a comeback fight, uh, probably against like a, a second, third tier fighter. Uh-huh. Then he's gonna look for a big name. Um, these are the names I'm gonna throw out, Bire. I'm not, and, and these are the names I've heard uh-huh. that people would want to see him against, and a win probably would put him back on line for another shot at the title. Uh, Andre Berto, yeah. Adrian, Adrian Broner, yeah, Josecito <laughs> Lopez, Josecito Lopez, who oh. just had a big win. That's he pretty good. He pretty good. <laughs> Those are the type of wins. I think he comes back. He fights one big feedback. He fights a fighter in the third tier fighter, and he moves, and then he fights a a well known name to the casual fans mm-hmm. and hardcore fans that are willing to accept him. And then I think he might get another crack at the title, or he might try to see how the layout runs out. Right. Broner's coming back. As much as you roll your eyes, Broner's coming back. Broner needs a big win, and I think Broner needs a big. I think. Broner's not going to fight at 140, I don't think. I think 147 is going to be the division. Andre Berto, still well-known, still has a name behind him. So I think, like I said, I think he, Danny comes back, fights one more fight, fights a top uh, lower-tier fighter, then fights a well-known fighter, looks good. And I think he uh, lays out the land, looks at the land to see how it is. Is he going to get a rematch against Spence? Nobody's going to want to see that. Is he going to wait nope. for the dust to settle and see who he does, he picks against? Or... He does what Sean Porter thinks he's going to do and, or should do 
move up to 154. But even 154, you got the Charlo brother that you had with Jamal Jamal Charlo up there. You, I mean, the division's pretty loaded there too. You know, who knows? Who knows, really? I don't think he moves up to 154. Lipinitz, there we go. Care another name he can fight. That that could be his comeback fight. Lipinitz is that type uh-huh. of guy. He's not an elite fighter. He's a guy that you. He's gotta pretty be, good. He's, yeah. he's, you can't you can't fall asleep on him. Nope. He has, he has a good name on his resume for even though he lost, he has Mikey Garcia's resume. That was a good fight, by the that, way. That's the first time I've seen him. That was really good. There you go, and there you go. So, I'm sorry, Broner, Berto, or Mikey Garcia are good fights. For Danny to come back into after mm-hmm. he comes, after he has a win under his belt, those are the type of that's that's what I see him doing. I agree. So we'll see what happens with Danny Garcia, but though that's my um, what I envision might happen next. We hope mm-hmm. it does, but I we never know. I never know. Last topic um, this Saturday night in the UK, we got the heavy the unified heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. So let's cue up the music. These are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Pain. Yeah, pain. So Anthony Joshua will defend his WBO, IBF, and WBA heavyweight champions of the world, and almost sorry, an IBO heavyweight champion uh, championships against Pulev. Well, Kulev, Kulev, Pulev, I'm sorry. B-Ray, <laughs> what's your take on this fight? Uh, you know what? I think everyone is eyeing for this fight just to see, you know, if he's going to pull through or not. So he can finally set up the fight with Tyson Fury. I think that's the story of it. Well, I'm, Heading into this. Well, Fury doesn't seem interested anymore. Oh, didn't he say he's not going to be attending any fight so far? I'm not attending any fights. I'm going to be home. <laughs> The Gypsy King, I do what I want. Where's my crotch? <laughs> yeah, fucking Dosa. Um, yeah, so Tyson Fury, so any speculation that Fury was going to come out after his win and be like, hey, we're going to fucking, he's saying flat He put out, it to bed. Mm, but with Tyson Fury, do you really, I take what he says with a grain of salt now. I was about to say, like, two things. He's for sure like, yeah, no, I'm, do, I'm not doing that. Or he's saying that so that we all at least expect it. Exactly, so. Uh, we'll see what happens. So he's going against Kurdev, uh, Kubret Pulev. 28 wins, one loss, 14 knockouts. He's been knocked out once. Um, B-Ray, I'm looking at his box rec right now. His only loss came to Vladimir Klitschko in 2015. Oh. 2014, I'm sorry, to be correct. 14, oh my God, okay. Okay, so he lost by a K. He got knocked out by Vladimir, Dr. Steele. That Hammer. was six years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's been on a winning streak. Um, his last fight was against Rydell Booker. Um, so that earns him a shot at Anthony Joshua. Again, this is for the w, uh, WBA, IBF, WBO, and IBO heavyweight champion, Chips of the World. And it's going to be held in Wembley Arena in Wembley. B-Ray, uh-huh. I think you're right. This is a good fight. This is kind of a fight to at least get him ready for a... Uh, right, in a way. Interesting. Which I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, admit, I'll probably watch it, maybe. I have time. <laughs> I'm watching it because my wife's a big fan of Joshua. She kind of likes him. Oh yes, yes, she is big. She's a big fan of Anthony Joshua. I wonder why. I wonder. I don't know why. She's not a big boxing <laughs> fan, but apparently she's a big Anthony Joshua fan. So don't get me started with the inside joke on that every week fight. 
Oh, the triple D, triple D. Oh yeah, don't let's not get into that one. <laughs> he opened it's the drawer and said, "No, it's ain't triple D was here." Um, <laughs> now, so uh, predictions, predictions. I know, Beery, Beery, compose yourself. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, 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 Predict, yes. So, prediction for this for this uh, fight. What you got? Uh, prediction, uh, really. Yeah, I, I really do see Joshua pulling through with this. I, I'm, I'm going to say decision, really. I think this is going to be a pretty pretty decent fight. This might be pretty good. And at the end, it's going to be, you know, the judges deciding who wins this. And I think, if they're, yeah, they're going to give it to Joshua. I think he's going to be, you know, the better guy, really. I think, And I think that's what it is. That's yeah. what they're banking on. I think this is a, it's a stay-busy fight. There we go. But you know, in the heavyweight division, anything can happen, but... True. <laughs> I don't think this is gonna happen this Saturday night. I think Josh was. I think Josh was dialed in for this fight. Um, I think if this fight would have took, I think if this fight would have taken place months after the Ruiz fight, I think maybe Joshua would have been in trouble. Not in trouble, but I think he would have had a little bit of problems. I think the the critics would have been like, "You, you, you boxed Ruiz, but you didn't knock him out. You fought." you just box like you actually you didn't stay in scrap with the guy that you could have knocked out if you wanted to you decided to box and i think maybe his machismo or his you know his ego would have been hurt him like you know what i'm gonna go in here i'm gonna fucking scrap it out with this guy because i know i'm better yeah. than him i think this covid and this pandemic helped him out because he and i'm assuming he's been training i'm assuming that he's been sticking to the game plan they've been teaching him to be patient to pick his shots don't rush in don't think you can fucking annihilate anybody in the world True. Don't make the same mistake you did against Ruiz. I think uh, we might see a more polished uh, version of Anthony Joshua on Saturday mm-hmm. night. I think, I think he's gonna stick to his jab. I think he, I think he might box for the first couple of rounds. I think he's gonna pick his shots. I think he's gonna fucking piece up Pulev for a good eight rounds, mm-hmm. maybe less. Um, I think he knocks him out. I think he. Uh, Damn. I think I think he knocks out Pulev in the I wanna say I wanna say between seven and eight. I think he knocks out Pulev. Mm-hmm. I think he pieces him up for a couple rounds before he actually puts him off, puts him away. Wow. wow. I think Put I think away, huh? I think you're gonna see a better, a more polished version. I think he, I think well, what we saw against Andy Ruiz is gonna be the new style, but I think it's gonna be a more composed style than last time. I think I think Joshua was just walking into these fights thinking, fuck, man, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the baddest man on the planet, man. Fuck it. I'm the unified heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> and, he got, and he got knocked out. Here, here he's going to walk in more composed, polished, sticking to the jab, moving, dipping, sliding, ducking, all mm-hmm. that shit, counterpunching. I think he's going to piece up this fighter up. I think it's going to be six to seven rounds before he puts him away. Well, I think the the buzz will go crazy if he does win because people are going to be more interested in him fighting Fury. And I think that's another reason why I think he might do that too. I, yeah. I think I think people that say, oh, you know, Tyson Fury's in a box, is in a box, circles around you. I think he was, I think he's going to want to show his boxing ability. I think we saw a little bit of it in the, in the Ruiz fight. But it was more of like, you know, keep away against Ruiz than actually boxing. Uh-huh. I think here he's gonna display the boxer puncher more, boxing, you know, doing everything he needs to do, piecing up. I think it's, this is the showcase fight, but I think it's a good. This is the right opponent to do this against. Mm-hmm. 
And if this is the fight that's going to, and then if the next fight is Tyson Fury, what better way to do it than by displaying it against an opponent like Pulev? Against Pulev. I mean, he's Most again, likely. dangerous fighter. I'm not going to, I'm not taking nothing away. He's a dangerous fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Joshua's the better fighter in this, in this fight. No, I, I agree too. I think that's another reason why I usually pick him. I pick him to win the fight. I pick Joshua. So yeah, that's that's my pick right there. I think Joshua wins um sixth, seventh round knockout. T- mm-hmm. uh, more TKO. I want to say TKO. I think I think the accumulation and just the clear shots he's gonna be taking that night, mm-hmm. that just might be it. But who knows? I mean, boxing, anything more in the heavyweight division, anything can happen in the heavyweight division. That's yeah, very true. Man. You saw the Andrew Ruiz fight. Paul were fucking Povetkin versus White. Anything can happen, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen in the heavyweight. Anything division. can happen, man. Especially the heavyweight division. Oh yeah. So yeah. So, but I'm I'm sticking to that fight. So, um, we all, we both agree that most likely he wins. Tyson Fury is next, unless uh, Wilder is able to get legal and <laughs> yeah, prevent this fight. But that's kind of the game plan. That's kind of what we're heading towards is the undisputed championship of the world between Fury and Joshua. So, um, be, be, uh, besides that, I don't see anything else for Joshua if he. Doesn't get the Fury Neither. fight, you know. I don't. I don't, I don't see nothing else. I, just, I don't think. Just I don't the think, next contender. Uh-huh. I don't think he goes. Out, I don't think he gives Ruiz a third fight. A third fight. I don't think so either. Sadly, yeah, <laughs> like I said, I think he. I hope. I think they're hoping that that uh, Wilder doesn't do any legal shit or that um, Tyson and Aram were right that the the contract expired and they're free to negotiate a fight uh-huh. between them. But like I said, I don't see Joshua fighting anybody else if he, he's not gonna fight Fury. Um, not gonna fight Fury on 2021. No, uh, like I said, uh, yeah, no, unless he, uh, all I see him fighting just another guy who's next in line for his belt. Yeah, that can just be. Mean that's it. Probably mm-hmm. stay busy fighting. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Then, well, that is, folks. So we both got um, Anthony Josh winning. B Red got it by decision. I got it by a TKO in the middle rounds. That was our predictions for this Saturday's fight. Mm-hmm. And that also concludes this episode. That means we're done. That means uh, we're going to let you guys soak what we just talked about. Think about it. Dwell on it. We'll be back next Debate week. about it. Debate about it. <laughs> we'll be back next week to talk about Canelo Alvarez, Callum Smith. Give our breakdown yeah. on that. Give a review of Anthony Joshua's performance. Critique it or praise it. Whatever the fuck we do. But you guys will be here next week because you guys love it. You guys listen to it. You guys consume this show. Fuck yeah. That's right. Don't forget to tune in to uh don't forget to follow B Ray 89 on his Instagram page, B Ray89. If you like wrestling, boxing, and fuckery, it's a great page to go. Don't forget to follow the, the Lady Instincts podcast, part of the Rambling Network. Uh, they got a new episode coming out this Friday. Don't forget to listen to Boom Boom Room Storytime Podcast. They got a new episode out right now. Um, don't forget to the new show we just got out, just really got released today on Wednesday night. We're recording this for tomorrow, Thursday, but Wednesday, which is out now. Um, geek in geek out podcast and don't forget to tune in on saturday morning for the Ramley alcoholics new episode episode 151 again Ramley network taking over the podcast game one episode at a time fuck yeah and don't forget to tune into this show don't forget to uh, download subscribe like comment and share and if you're listening on itunes give us a five-star rating as it helps with the visibility of this episode and makes it possible for us to be here every week to talk shit about boxing with you guys with you great people who listen. So other than that, folks, have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Stay home if you're cold. If it's hot, go outside. But practice social distancing. 
and <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're done. Happy fucking holidays. Yep. Oh, and happy fucking holidays. There you go. We're out of here. <laughs> Last. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.